0: <laughs> well, Greg yeah. just cleaned a bathroom out in here, right hey, now. <laughs> but welcome to October, mm-hmm. everybody, and that's my special big Greg, Greg, and we mm-hmm. are chock full of trick or treats. Yes, that's very. Uh, Bland banal, but I got caught in traffic coming here. Lucky I'm here. Yes. I was speeding like that kid in whiplash trying to get here. But watch out if you go on 390 on Sunday. I Sundays, still have not really watched good. that movie because uh, I really don't want to see. All I remember. You know, <laughs> actually, that's something we could talk about really quick. So it's October. We have lots and lots of guests for you. Unless they finish like phantoms, you know, it can be on the show, but lots of really interesting guests. So we're going to talk a little bit of Halloween now in case we don't get the opportunity, even though we'll sprinkle it It'd in, you be know, scary, spooky. Adriana's songs are scary. If she's mm-hmm. on, we can have them on, but, but Whiplash. Now the idea, I watched it again. And now I talked to Kyle Vock about this and every musician I know hates this movie probably for good reason. Well, I mean,
1: I've had serious teachers who have called me out for, you know, not being prepared and things like that, but it it was never like to a sadistic, you know, play till you bleed thing. Well,
0: Well, there's a scene, too, where he, now this is one part where he brings them in and he, tells them we're going to play this, and they play something else to, to embarrass them. Now, I asked Kyle Vock about this, quite the musicians, played okay. with classical. He said nobody would ever do that. You might mess with them a little. Now I mean, in your experience, all you playing, have you ever messed with that? Have anybody, like, say you got somebody, came in with a band you really weren't fond of. Did anybody ever mess with them like that? Well, I mean, we might play
1: something stupid in a break where it's supposed to be silent, and we would just hit, hit a bass, you know, something, hit a woodblock or something, just to Get a laugh, but other than that, I don't think we would.
0: Yeah, see, for me, I looked at it and it wasn't even fun. I you mean, and... mess with Ray Shaheen, man. Andy'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, i mean, I know I'm a, I'm a tough taskmaster on the carnival. I expect perfection. <laughs> but that's the idea of the movie, where he says, "Good jobs wor- are the worst words in the English language." Because it's not great. And he's like, his view is like he pushes you. But who would even, who'd want like a guy? Would you like to play for a music teacher with those cymbals at you? Beats you, makes you play?
1: <laughs> no, but I did have one at NAS that flunked me in percussion. If you can believe that one. He drummed up and a bad grade on him. Drummed up a bad grade. And I had to take summer lessons with him and pay for them myself. And, you know, then I got a, a B or something. I mean, I worked my tail off. I really did. I mean, it taught me something.
0: Well, it the just, first day. It taught up, me you can't fake it. In you know? this day and age, this teacher would have got canned within less than a week at the school. R- right. But I remember, like, this would this be like a fifties guy, cause you, you know, like, some of the stuff, like, when my brother went to McQuaid, there was a gym teacher there, and what he used to do, like, if he got mad at you. Imagine this now, okay? This guy, he looked like, one of those drills wannabe to be drill sergeants, with oh, the crew the, the crew cut got the eyes like a 50s mental patient or something <laughs> he did one time he got mad at a kid he gets some says him stand whips a basketball in his face right it doesn't get fired or anything. I got knuckles in the solar
1: plexus, like a backhand thing, by a gym teacher. See, we and, al- and then, run around the track,
0: after he hit me, and I could barely breathe. <laughs> we always <laughs> heard about the nuns being a little beachy, but I never saw it, but I know, like, no, some did. of the... But well, they didn't beat you. Another other positive you. <laughs> thing, you were talking about somebody, we should talk about that first, so we don't forget. Before What's we, that? I, what, the person you talked about bringing people together. Oh, Michael Franti.
1: Yes. Yeah, we saw him yesterday at Concert on the Bluffs, which is a Great, great place to see a show.
0: Uh, shout out to Heather, my friend Heather, she's actually holding a glass of wine on an email for one. Of <laughs> I get it on email I text like my friend Liz, like they're best friends. Like, That's not Heather, is it? Uh, and and his whole approach
1: and I don't think it's even a shtick. His whole approach, he's always been like this. He's kind of a, a mixed race guy. He's Portuguese and French or something, adopted but he's very, very one world. His whole, all his songs are upbeat, happy. You can jump around, dance almost like kid songs. And but they're not. I mean, you know, the uh, sound of sunshine, going down. You know, it's like we want people nice to keep and,
0: listening, stop singing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drum, but drum.
1: But it's but he gets everybody jumping. I mean, these are people that are barely moving, and they're jumping around and. He he did a thing where he says, "Okay, everybody just hug the person next to you or near you," and so you're just meeting people, saying hi. I mean, it's kind of like the church thing, even though that's not as good. I mean, but this is like, you know. Then he had us. He did like a square dance thing, and and he had everybody. He, we were just switching partners. The people in front of you, the people in back, of you, you know, and it was just fun and. And then the groups, we would get together in a group, and then everybody he would say, everybody take a turn at getting in the center, and everybody would just go nuts in the center and do whatever improv, some stupid dance stuff. And it just gets you to shake it loose for a minute, you know?
0: So what we need, and we try to do on this show, like if we ever do talk politics, we're not going to talk like any hot issues or anything. We'll just talk in general. We want to bring, you know, have fun, lighten up a little bit Right, these but
1: days. that's what I'm saying. His thing was more being inclusive, And, you know, he was saying everything on the everyone in the world is a human and and every being down to the last frog and ant and this and that is, you know, put here is 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 worth it. And and he has a mantra like or a saying his new album, I think. And this says it all, man. And I should have bought the shirt, but I was uh, financially restricted.
0: (laughs) You can (laughs) go on his site one day when you have more money and, you know, (laughs) work hard and be kind.
1: What else is there? That's it. That's it right there, and I don't even have to get political because that's it. It's like take that, you guys that just want your stuff handed to you. So there. It's
0: like (laughs) Willie Nelson used to say, like, used his words, you know, right wing, left wing, whatever, Martians, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, you start picking, you start playing, you forget about all stuff. But we're gonna try to bring in a little bit of Halloween because it's October, and we'll stick it in with a bunch of our guests too. What it. stick it in. Our, I knew as soon as I said that I shouldn't have said it. It's like, oh goodness, uh, I shouldn't even have said it. Yeah, <laughs> right. but we right. talked a little bit of. The, but I watched. I got home late. I saw the Wizard of Oz at Jeeva last night, oh, okay. and I will say the one thing, my one criticism is that if you're going to Jeeva, go early. The parking has become atrocious. Yeah, really. I actually parked. Out, I parked on Monroe, and literally wow. Woodbury. No, but Woodbury's right around the block. You don't yeah. realize it, but parking is, and partly too is they have a. They have like the rest of the little diner, and I think they call it Goudos, and it's good because there was people waiting in line for Goudos, a lot, big line. Yeah. But you have to, but the parking. Otherwise, everything's good there. It's What's
1: just, the, How was the makeup and stuff? Did they have? Did they go, a, the distance, or did you have to sort of?
0: Well, it was sort of neat. They did a lot of, you know. I, Dawned on me after I got home. It was a lot of like Imagine Wizard of Oz mixed with Rocky Horror. Okay, that type yeah. of thing. The only thing was theater makeup. I was so. freaked yeah. out by the dog. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> I figure okay, they're not going to get a real dog, right? So Toto is like this Care Bear. It's a purse, and there's a uh, person holding it, wagging its tail, dressed like in a goofy thing, oh, my like God. a Munchkin wagging <laughs> it and going woof. <laughs> Yikes! And the and the the Wicked Witch of the West was a wine drinking Karen. (laughs) Oh say, oh say, so two rules: go early and pop some acid before you see this. Oh, this one I'm not endorsing that, (laughs) but it's this was one of those shows that was like surreal, like that, where they a lot of color, a lot of like bright colors, and actually the the thin the Tin Man was basically Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. Which I thought Mercury Tin. Uh, okay. And they follow it all along. And this, I mean, you do, I've worked on some effects f- with my friends in Method Machine. You've met, you know, Mario and all them. Right. The toughest thing to do if you're doing, okay, you're on the computer when you're doing, like, if you've got the TV to sync the voice up. Right. And they had a couple things, like, they have, like, television screens and they have them talking like the wizard in his lab. Oh, and okay. And trying to sync that up's really tough. Right. But it was fun, and it's like one of those things where you could go... AV's come a long way in the live theater. Yeah, started. I mean, I remember for Closer we did that, and I think one night we got it exact because the character's writing. Yeah. And it's in, remember, it's live, too. Right. They actually had to, Oh, speaking of that, so there's a part in the poppy field, and I'm not spoiling this for anybody. Anybody knows The Wizard of Oz by now, I hope. Where they're passed out in the poppies, and they so they call Glinda. Glinda brings this bubble machine. I've seen them around now. Julia used one on helium bubble when she's playing blowing the bubbles. It breaks. It goes the water goes flat uh-huh. all over, and she makes this like ad lib. The scarecrow goes off, pretends to fall down, grabs a towel. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. always that's the thing. Anybody, our friends are from M U C C. Uh, everything will be back Mario and the gang they have a play in November they'll tell you the biggest thing is if you just keep going it's like if you're playing you're not going to stop mid song going I played it wrong right so I got home I watched The Fly Ah. uh, the original Fly and I'm thinking think about just the cool concept you know maybe long after we're like people listening to episodes of this we're long gone Mm -hmm. they try to clone us to bring us back for it (laughs) but (laughs) that matter transport it might be possible but would you want to get your atoms all scrambled no <laughs> but no just, more than they are <laughs> yes i mean we're talking but just the idea think about like somebody comes up with this okay we have these teleportation things so you no, know, a fly gets in something else gets in that has uh dna i think that's a great concept though yeah didn't
1: didn't somebody really good write that, Matheson or somebody? No, it Who?
0: wasn't. I looked down. I never heard of the guy. I looked down the. Uh, I've got the DVD out of the library. Okay. I looked down. It was. It's a short story, though. Yeah. No, I am Legends Man. Incredible Shrinking yeah, Man's Matheson. Madison. Yeah. Great author. But so the part that gets me though, okay at the end, you know, with right. you help me, help me. Well, even
1: David Hedison, They were. I was watching this, you know, review on horror movies, and he, they interviewed him, and he even said he couldn't believe it because. He did this whole scene, he said, where he was, ah, Oh, God! Ah, you know, and he's, like, going through all this extreme help emotion. Help me! Help and, me! And they reduced it. They sped it up.
0: And they reduced it help to that. And, and, but and, I can't help myself, though, because reading Vincent Price, he yeah. goes, him and the other actor, they did so many things. Because they're, they're laughing, they can't get through without laughing. Right. Help me, please! Help me! Well, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he was Originally, he was doing it very serious and screaming and yelling and normal and then they got the bright idea to speed it up and do that and Cause
0: it starts. that's probably what they use cause it's the part where Price is sitting on the bench and you start hearing the noise like yeah. help me then he goes in but then the, the sun comes out and says I found the fly right <laughs> <laughs> but that's like I love to creativity and that's actually for a remake Cronenberg did a really good job I like, thought so. imagine good... you splice it together so you're like the, the Brundle fly you're the mix right that was a good movie. Those were those were great. And what got me for that fly movie was when I was in Toronto, one of the scenes he's walking by in Toronto was Yonge Street. It's where I walked by. Right. That's where I bought the Beatles White Album because at the time, American money was uh, better than Canadian money, so I got it cheaper. Right. I bought tons of T-shirts there and everything, <laughs> like these old T-shirts, which I got. Like, I have an old Batman one from there. I have to find still. But it was, like, really fun on Young Street there and everything in those days. I had an Invisible Man t-shirt that I bought a few years
1: ago. Can you find it? I've been trying to find it. <laughs> I have I have all these shirts. I find every one but that
0: one. And it's, I don't know. It's in. It's wadded up in a corner somewhere. I have to, like, organize my shirts and everything, as I find of all. But one thing we were going to talk about is, like, how would you compare, like, the older horror to the newer horror? Well, I think the story was more the
1: thing. And... In fact, I was just watching this morning on Tubi. There, there was a a a Legend of Bela Lugosi thing, and it was narrated and put together by one of the guys from Famous Film Monsters magazine. And you know, he was quite the dapper guy when he started in the in the Hungary and the Broadway thing. And then, but he took so many weird paths. I mean, he did a lot of movies in the ten years after Dracula. He did a ton. And then the '40s, it got it got changed. By the time he finally did that, that, Frankenstein meets the Wolf Man, it was a little bit weird. But I mean, he was the he was the thing. He was the crap man back in when when Dracula hit. He was the darling of Hollywood, you know.
0: Well, like for me, White Zombie and White Island, Island of is Lost Souls too. They, they were talking about that. They Island of, of Lost Souls is
1: like one of the freakiest. Yep. They said that those two are still scary today as they were. When they that
0: was out. the one I actually met Fay Ray briefly at the Dryden. Oh yeah, years ago. And she's talking about all Hollywood. I, said, I know. I know what movie everybody mentions to you, but I really liked *Island of Lost Souls*. Right.
1: Well, the story was more the thing, and they, you know, the whole thing where they kept the scares till till, till the third act type of thing, and you know, they built 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 up, you know, the the story and the and the suspense. You know, and I just think now they rely too much on effects. And if you don't spend a lot of money on the effects, the internet tears you to bits. And I just bought the Flash movie to get off the subject for a second. But no, I that's bought, the whole thing. I, this I, is liked the, I liked it. Myself. No, I was it? Give a little review of that because... <clears throat> well, I bought a deluxe edition. So there's a making of thing added in. And they put so much work into that movie. They looked at four different mansions for Wayne Manor. They got one for the outside, one for the inside, because they wanted a view with a stairway looking down on a front door. So they found one that had that. And then they built this giant, giant bat cave, bigger than the Nolan. I mean, they just did so much work on this thing. And they had a body double for Ezra Miller. Like when he meets himself in the past that was actually another actor and they were showing the filming and he was wearing this weird thing like a camera thing that pops out of his over you know goes around his like a collar and it pops up like a little periscope thing and apparently they did some sort of facial copy thing and it was, it was pretty technically advanced and i mean the humor was good they sprinkled in some interesting humor like there was a section where batman is going after these guys and 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 Wonder Woman shows up and saves him because he had to jump over a bridge to get this guy before he fell in the water. So she pulls him up with her rope, a lasso of truth, right? So he's still got the lasso on him. All of a sudden he starts saying things like, well, I have a really big ego. You can't tell me. I'm not going to say thank you. And he goes, you know, and I was scared by my parents' death so I adopted this big bad persona. <laughs> and then he's like, and then Ezra's looking at him like, why is he saying this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah, it was, I mean, it made sense. The, the humor, to me, made sense. And I, and I thought it was good. I thought some of, the, some of the running scenes were a little strange, and like where they show the things around him in slow-mo. I'm not a big slow-mo guy. Um, but they have to get the point across that everything is moving slowly in comparison to him. But it just seems like he's standing still. You know, while the stuff's are—I don't know—it was just they could have had more streaking type, not that kind of streaking, but you know, <laughs> the yellow and red streaking. <laughs> but 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 all in all, I really liked it. The story held together, and um,
0: I become addicted now for there's the one YouTube channel where it's blockbusters and something where it's what it might have been. It's got talks about the movies that we never saw, which right. is really fun. Right, right. And, I,
1: I read about and they of went
0: on about <laughs> what Superman two would have been, and Henry Cavell was really, really wanted to do it. Yeah, and of course, once again, it would have been Brainiac. Yeah, that would have been good. And it's too bad because I thought he was a really good Superman, and they just—well, I just think the Dark Thing ruined it. But like, that's
1: the thing in this in this movie that where they put in Nicolas Cage and all that stuff at the end. It was kind of like crammed in at the end. Yeah, I heard figured,
0: about that about because of the Superman Lives.
1: Yeah, well, and he was fighting the giant spider, so they got to put that in, and then and the George Reeves thing and the Christopher Reeve thing they were just kind of stills. They weren't really doing anything, but it was just that he was passing through these other worlds, and he was just seeing the different iterations of it, and that was kind of a cool thing. The ending was very strange, which was kind of funny because. You've seen the ending. You've heard about the ending. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he's
0: getting skip forward if you haven't seen it just yeah. a little
1: bit. <laughs> he he's he's getting interviewed at the end. He gets his father uh, off of the murder charge. Like, oh, he got that right. And then outsteps George Clooney as Bruce Wayne, and he he looks at him and he's like, "What? WTF? What do you do? And and he goes, "Well, what? I'm Batman, or or I'm Bruce Wayne, or something." And and it just ends like that, and it's just like what people don't get because I've been reading all the you know all the internet stuff, and what they don't get is okay. Number one, it breaks the fourth wall. Number two, it's poking fun at the whole thing. And number well, maybe number two. No matter how hard he tried, he still didn't get it all right. He still couldn't get things normal. He still screwed something up, and I think that's a I don't know. I to me it was just a kind of a cool ending. I don't know.
0: You know, I think it's a little too like like been reading like doing that watching that channel, one of the biggest problems with films you find is merchandising. Yeah. That Joel Schumacher said the reason which I consider, you know, Batman and Robin one of the worst <laughs> Films ever made in terms of comic book movies, Schumacher said they kept pushing them for all the stuff just to right. tie in with merchandise. Right, I bought a, I, I found
1: a Ford set with. Captain I have Carys this.
0: I have that on each one. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and uh,
1: the whole thing with the Returns movie was the black goo with penguin, and you know, oh, how are we gonna market this? We can't, we can't have this for kids, you know. And it was just like, and Burton was just like, he got really kind of pissed. Yeah, off. Yeah, the famous
0: <laughs> stories about Return of the Jedi when it was Revenge of the Jedi. Uh, the change, because Lucas got lazy, supposedly, too, because the people that was working with him in the first couple of movies left. And they'd be people like, this isn't a good idea, we have to do this. But he also got into, he was making even more money on merchandising. Right. So in Harrison Ford, the famous line, he wanted Han killed and killed early in return. Because he said this would set up anybody could go. Right. And the character could go set up the surprise. And the famous quote he said from Luke's Dead, people don't sell action figures. Yeah. Great. Well,
1: I guess that's a, unfortunately a consideration. I mean, look at the 50s. All the stuff you could buy with Western guys and yeah, I mean, it's not Roy new. All, and, you and, you know, know, I
0: mean, there were tie-ins to everything. We Make it sound like it just happened. But I think the thing was, what you saw on screen... Wasn't, you know, maybe Superman yeah. wasn't smoking that cool cigarette. Or right. But I mean, cereal. Yeah, but
1: it, it's not the same as sending in a quarter or 50 cents to get something with a box top. You know, now you got to spend, you know, 25, 30 bucks to get something. You know, I mean, parents can only buy so much stuff. But one of the things, like, the newer movies to me, like the Godzilla movies are pretty good. Yeah, I think so. The King Kong movies were pretty good because they, they went back. To, I mean, a lot of these guys are film buffs. So they they realize, okay, we got to have a real story here. We just can't have a monster running around. So I think depending on the director and the story and the writing, you know. But old movies are just atmospheric and more creepy. And they use the music and they use photography. Like, what was what was I watching? There was some movie that they were describing... Ah, damn it, now I can't think of it well, Val uh, they used Well,
0: Val Luton was one of the examples where, like, a lot of his films, you'll shadows. see the shadows and yep, stuff lighting. and
1: lighting. There was one film I, I was watching a thing making of, and they used uh, some kind of mirror thing and lights, just like they did in Metropolis. They did that in Metropolis, too. I was reading about that, where because the, the German technology was off the chain back then. And they used, like, these mirror things to refract things and to set up weird angles. And, you know, it was there was more physics involved and more hands-on, which I thought I was cool. I always think,
0: and again, things are a lot easier today in a lot of ways, but I think there's something lost in terms of creativity when I can just go plop something on a computer. When you had to think of how to be creative... Right. It's like okay, we're doing a Flash Gordon thing. How are we gonna do the little spaceship? Right. Do the okay. We have a laser firing. Let's go whack a telephone pole wire. Right, right there. Right. There's one I saw years ago. It was on some morning TV show where some kids made a movie. It's a real thing. It's like one of those. They made a movie it's like a monster movie, and they did a laser effect. And even they think, how did you do that? We took our nail and we ran it across the film. The spark, <laughs> but that was like you had to think outside the box because right. you had to be creative,
1: right? And and that's the other thing too. I mean, the the, the 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 effects guys back then were were well, just more creative. But now, I think it's harder for actors because they really, really have to act because there's nothing there. I mean, when you watch these making-of things, they're in a giant green room, and, all right, there's a big thing in front of you. It's acting, acting. This is real acting. This I is real acting. Well, you know, and even the actors, though, they say, you know, it's nice to have something in the room, something to look at, because if you're don't, if you just looking at nothing, it's hard to be moat, you know?
0: Well, you know, like, I mean, Alex Ross, with his paintings, he would do models, and I know, like, Caitlin, sometimes, like, she had people... Like be models like for pictures and comic books and stuff, sometimes you could pick it from here, but otherwise you need the you know you need something to work with, but that's true acting, isn't it right right that's what I mean, it's harder for them, you know, but one of the ones I've talked to you about this too, David skull, like his books right are fantastic, and you read and one of the things also in those days, trying to get around the censors, oh yeah. and you read about like the black cat about how this was, like, really, like... That was some dark stuff. Dark <laughs> stuff already, but the stuff, how they got it by, past the censors, it's almost like necrophilia. Right. Like I just
1: watched... the There was a clip in that Lagosi thing about murders in the Rue Morgue, and they showed this scene where he's got this girl, and, he, you know, apparently her blood's no good, so he was all mad, and she's, like, she's handcuffed... Her arms are handcuffed behind her, to this cross, it's not really, but it looks like an X. But if you look at it, the it's it's a cross. So they, you know the way the way they did that, it was so clever. I mean, it was obviously a crucifixion thing. But and then she dies. But she's like you know raggedy old skimpy dress and and um, anyway, I was reading this other thing. Bring it up, censors. They were talking about the uh, the Batman animated series from the nineties. And they said that because it was on Fox originally, you know, there was censorship things they had to go by. So they said, now here's what's pretty funny. So they said, okay, you can't show handguns. You can't show anything that a kid might emulate. Any any stunts or something that a kid might try to copy. Okay, so you can't have a handgun. But... You can have a submachine gun because those are harder to find, and a kid can't find a, a submachine Logic. gun. Logic. So the Joker can mow down people with a su- submachine gun. He can't kill anybody, but the venom, the smiley venom, is okay because that's not really killing him. And I, oh my god! One of the funniest
0: <laughs> ones for me was Garth Innes. I mean, he's done the Boys creature, right. but he like said, okay, like when he was doing the demon, he said when they when he took over the demon. It was sales when the can. We might as well just have fun with it. So they so they made this one demon up, and all he does is he goes around. I am Bator. I am Bator. <laughs> so they have this thing where like Lobo the demon, they go down to hell, and they take over, and they make Bator the king. So and then they, there's all the other demons that go, oh, hail the master Bator. Wow. <laughs> and he said he said he almost got it by and somebody read it too slow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know something? This is like, I, I have to get this in here because I've been meaning to talk about this. So I, I saw this magazine about The Exorcist. So I was leafing through it, and I took a picture of the article about Mercedes McCambridge, who was the demon voice. So she's an old actress, and she was a radio actress, okay? So in the 1971 or whatever that was. So she does this part. And because she's a serious voice person... I won't read it because it's kind of involved. But what she did, she ate raw eggs. She smoked. She started smoking again to husky up her voice. So she took this mixture of raw eggs and apple chunks. And, yeah, I'm serious. Oh, this is method sh- shit, right, folks? Okay, <laughs> so, so she swallows it and mid-gullet, as she puts it, heaves it back up. And so she actually did throw up for real, and they had a, a bunch of microphones with tarps on it, and that's how she did a lot of those things, and then she didn't get credited till later, later prints, and she was so pissed, because she just, you know, she was not cast, she did not, why they wouldn't put her name in there, I have no idea. Well,
0: we should say, kids, don't try that at home, or if you do, don't blame us. Oh, that's for sure. For that one. Cook the eggs first. Oh, that's... <laughs> That's the, I don't know where to go after that. I, I sort of like I had all these thoughts in my head, but after that, well, uh, so well, how then. was how was how was trick or treating when you were a scary. kid?
1: Oh, fun! Usually, the the worst days, the weather and all the these better. thoughts,
0: and when you talked about I'm that, sorry. everything just went blank. <laughs> But I had no idea. I
1: just thought she was sitting there going, blah, blah. you know, I didn't realize she did all that. Oh well, yeah, crap, no, no, you Nat know, Nat
0: King Cole, one of the things I guess he did, and maybe some other people, other crooners did in the day, obviously he died of cancer. I guess he smoked a lot to get that deep voice. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what people will do. <clears throat> I mean, look at Lon Chaney. <clears throat> I read things where his, some of his makeup, he would put fish hooks in his mouth and things oh, that- like that, and, and really like... T- Distort himself.
0: Well, I think he grew up, his parents were deaf. Ah. So that's why he learned a lot of the... How okay. to communicate those ah, little stories. Right. I also found out about Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff was a little like W.C. Fields. Where he's another guy where you don't know the truth about a lot of stuff. Because right. he tell all these different stories. Yeah, I was... I was yeah, in
1: this uh, Lugosi documentary, he was in it quite a bit, obviously. And, you know, how... How after once Frankenstein hit, Dracula kind of took a back seat and then you know, and then it's it's pretty legendary that Lugosi started doing all those cheaper, you know,
0: poverty. What do you movies. mean about Old Mother Riley meets the vampire? That was higher. <laughs> what Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla? I think there's right, that, right. right. But the, the the
1: the corpse vanishes, or there was that one, and then there was the Invisible Ray was another was a good one with Karloff and him.
0: And that's, I guess, with the relationship with Karloff, from all the reading, is they never, like, were enemies, but it was a case of, say you, it's like, have, you're not doing well, you're not doing well, and you have somebody there who's doing a lot better than you. Yeah. And it just sort of grates on you, even though they never did anything to you.
1: Right, and he didn't take the role because of the dialogue and the makeup, and he was getting 500 a week for Dracula. And then he didn't get and anything of the in Those reasons. days, yeah. but right. the thing you can
0: find—you, I'm sure you've seen them—you can find posters with the gothy as like they have the spotlight on them. Right. But from what I heard too, the makeup was more like uh, it was Jack Pierce makeup. I think the last right. one uh, it was like more like the golem. It was yellow. Ah, oh. it wasn't like the Frankenstein makeup we see. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. But that's the thing where the, there's a lot of controversy about what happened. Well, Edison, <coughs> Edison's Frankenstein. Michael Ogle, like that. that's creepy looking. Yeah. But there's a lot of controversy about what actually happened, because up until like almost like a month, they, they had him listed as being in it. Did they just decide it didn't work? He didn't right. sigh? Nobody really knows. Yeah. Well, this thing covered a
1: lot of ground. If you get a chance to watch it, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's a... And this is something,
0: again, we talked about editing. If you watch Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, you have to pay really close attention and know what you're doing because in the last film, before that, remember Igor switches the thing, Igor, (laughs) Frankenstein, and he's blind. Right. So if you watch, and they cut a lot out of... Frank Smith the Wolfman, and actually, that might be the only one. How many actors played the monster in that movie? Three. Yeah. Because Bella had all, like, uh, he had problems with his back and all this stuff, so Glenn Strange came in, Lon Chaney right. did double duty. Right. But he, I guess, so he was only the monster for, like, about eight minutes. But you could see him mouthing, I'm blind. That's why the creature, watch, well, like, in the cave, you could barely see it, I'm blind. Yeah, well, apparently,
1: I guess that was the ending of, Another Frankenstein movie where he was blinded. I didn't know
0: that. Well, what happened when they transferred the brain? Brain, it's like different blood. Oh, okay. So he's blind. The one, it's not son. Is a ghost? Maybe. Yeah. It's the one where he just transferred, Eager. I'm going to put my brain in your, my friend. One thing about, I think it was Son of Frankenstein, right? The one
1: with Basil Rathbone. Is that? Ghost I think or? so. Yeah, or whatever, whichever one that is. Why he's wearing that furry thing? I could yeah, that was understand. that was Son of. Yeah. I could it, was never, never it was cold. It was cold in those. I never. That just seemed like the weirdest costuming to me. Like to wear this, like, vest thing. I don't know. You know, and the other <laughs>
0: thing, too, is Boris he might have read the book. He might not. The monster becomes very eloquent in the book. Yeah. But did, he didn't you know. want to talk. Right. He didn't want, he want the monster to remain mute. Yeah. So that's why in Son, for no reason, they just i him not talking again. Yeah. But come back. We're going to have espresso. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to get out before. Uh, I have to
1: dash off. Um, we have the hook coming, like <laughs> yikes. Um, I think one of the things about those Universal things, oh, you gotta remember, all those guys were born in the late eighteen hundreds. So when uh, Lemley came over here, all those tales from Eastern Europe were pretty fresh to them. I mean, those stories were probably part of what you, like, Hansel and Gretel type stuff to them, you know? And and I just think that there was a creepiness and an authenticity to those because of that. Because these guys really were from back
0: there. And you watched the Spanish version of Dracula, too. I think it's better yeah, than the original. It, it is, I guess, yeah. And my dad, I actually had my dad and his cousin Norbert, when they were kids, said they went to see the Wolfman. They were hiding behind the seats. <laughs> You know, you think how people back then, they used to have the thing with Frankenstein, there'll be doctors in case you pass out. Right, right. Yep. And everything. Nurses. But that was like, but they were freaking out, like about the Wolfman. They were hiding behind the seats in the <laughs> theater and everything. And then William Castle ramped
1: that whole concept up, having shocked.
0: You ever see the Matinee, doctor? the movie? The movie is John Goodman. It's like a William Castle-like character. No. I mean, it's light. It's fun. He comes to, like, he's doing this a horror show, and he's got the thing where he's putting all the gimmicks in oh, the theaters. Wow. I never saw it's, that. It's a light movie, but John Waters used to say a Murgo. Like, yeah, they try yeah. to find the button and sit with yeah. the buzzer. The skeleton would come up and stop. Did it. you ever see Homicidal? That, that one I even
1: seen. That it. was a cool William Castle. That was one of the better ones. It was the less goofy one, except at the end, the reveal is a little hard to buy, but you know it's talk about roller, talk about
0: gender bender it, that I won't say anymore you have go to go watch you to see it. the
1: movie
0: <laughs> yeah i mean some you know more obscure we're like go watch it go find out or whatever it's a great
1: movie it's pretty creepy and then i watched that uh that joan crawford one in the late 50s that she did when she's an axe murderess or something. But
0: like did that. you hear the one, too, the old joke in the 20s was, don't step on that spider, it might be Lon Chaney. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, like, an abbreviated show today because Greg's yeah. got to get on his broomstick and go drum. Yeah, got to
1: go do something.
0: <laughs> so, But we have a great month coming up. And what do you have coming up this month? For uh, I have. Jerry's B- always busy. I have the B-Side with the Brian Lindsay
1: Band on the uh, October 6th. I have an in the mix show at Smoking Joe's, which is a kind of a classic rock cover deal, on the seventh, and then <clears throat> not too much after that, and then I have a a thing at Abilene on Black Friday, which will be interesting.
0: Oh, those are, I can't imagine. I have a dentist appointment in January. I know everybody wants to hear that, but, yeah. you know, amazing. It's going to be January already. Yeah. But Count Mike will be coming out of his coffin soon for a whole lot of shaking. Yeah. We well, got some good guests, though. And we have, do we also, the Archive Ravens have a show at the Little on the 23rd? I know because Eva just told me this morning. Yeah. And we have a whole bunch, you know, it's that season. Uh, the Hungerford this week's having a, it's Halloween thing. Oh, yeah. Priest Creepers, if you could stop in, it, it's from five till nine on Friday. I'm going to go down. Our friends, the grease creepers are playing and tommy says hi he's really really busy right now so yeah. they'll be back eventually tommy brunette uh no tommy uh oh. our, our good old uh D guy oh, okay. and tommy brunette's oh, always oh, busy yeah. tommy will get you eventually yeah i sure stuff's going on there there's tons of halloween stuff and yeah. also, i'll try to make it to hungerford
1: i know i gotta play though the thing is i gotta be there I got to be at B-side. What day is that?
0: Is that this Friday? It's, it's Friday, 5 till 9 because it's... This a, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can make that. But. And, you know, it's one of those things when the the horrible C-word came up in 2020, Yeah, I didn't go and it used to be a tradition every year and I haven't gone since because I get to the point where you, it's time, you know, it's like doing, you do something enough times, have enough like Christmas parties, Halloween parties, you got to stop for a while. Right. But I go see, I've had Christy, you know, Christy, Olivia, Raven. And everybody else in the studio get some presents for a, for a birthday for a friend. You know, go see the Creepers. It's always fun. Always. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Debbie. My nice yes. lovely girlfriend. Well, <laughs> so we had to get that in. Yes, we did. But we have, like, a theme song to start October, and it's kind of... Uh, Hinting at one of our guests coming up, we have the good old Eddie Nebula and the Plague, which we would probably get this one restricted if I showed the cover of the CD. But it's called Sleeping in the Cemetery by Eddie Nebula and the Plague. Perfect. And they have a song called This House is Haunted. But would you believe for suburban nights, it's spelled S-U-B, bourbon, uh, would you believe? I have the CD. Somebody stole the case. Wow. But I think that's what This House is Haunted on. I think some people just steal them and then they listen to them later. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we never heard of them, but it's there." Somebody stole my Posies CD oh, from fuck. my car, and who listened to the Posies? I don't know, not I. But it's <laughs> going to be a fun month, everybody. And I know during summer we were all yeah discombobulated, and then we'll come up with something even better for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk turkey, bro. But it's just we're into the holiday months, and everything else It's officially It'll October. Be gravy. So. <laughs> Shun your candy corn <laughs> Candy corn, circus peanuts Which are worse uh, you, None, no, they're both bad <laughs> And apologies for being like completely out there today Because getting to the show was such a trip yeah. <laughs> But we'll have lots of fun in the months ahead And during this episode I think it was interesting Yeah <laughs> And Greg's got to go and we can't keep him So adios mm-hmm. and Nobody you, wants to keep me See you All later you <laughs> you <laughs> <try> <laughs> Bye bye But
2: you've had a few drinks And it seems so far away the barn. When the sun goes down, the night just chills the day. And they say that the killer comes tearing like a hurricane. And I say, when your time is up, you'll feel my pain. You're gonna sleep, yeah, yeah, in the sanitary. It's